everybody welcome to the next episode of the podcast super excited to have ashley earwood here today would you give us a short introduction sure i'm so excited to be here cassie um, my name's ashley i've been married to my college sweetheart paul for 20 years Woo, girl yes give me the medal now um, <laughs> you've earned it you're I a pastor's wife it. yes <laughs> yeah we've been married for 20 years we got married when we were 20 um we've been in ministry together a long time he's a pastor here locally at bear creek church and um i just came on staff this last year full-time at the oh church i didn't know that myself yeah nice okay yeah so my professional background is marketing and branding and, oh um i've worked in ad agencies and stuff like that and how just cool communications yeah but I've always been able to use that gift and that talent for the church mm. and so now I'm getting to do that in like a new in a new way in a new capacity which is really fun that's so cool um, but we're also navigating like what it means to work together <laughs> <laughs> which is a new aspect of our relationship oh yeah um keeps it fun so keeps you guys do like staff meetings together and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. I love it yeah, so That's it's fun. And we have cool. three kids. Um, so my oldest is 14, and then we have an 11-year-old and a 9-year-old. Your your older daughter looks so much like you. She gets that all the time. Oh, she's so precious. She and she, she sings so good. I think she, so like, good. loves it and hates it. Yeah, I can understand. <laughs> They're like, are you sisters? And you're like, yes, yes, yes we are. Yes. <laughs> Give me more of that. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And she sings beautifully. Thank Our you. daughters sing at the same, um, That's right. mm-hmm, same place. Yeah. yeah. That's super cool. I love that. Um, tell us a little bit about the church. About Bear Creek Church here in Lodi. Um, so we moved out here seven years ago now from okay. the East Coast. Oh, nice. To take the role as the new incoming lead pastors. Were you, was uh, Paul Pastor mm-hmm. back where you guys were living? Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, so what we, a big move. It was a huge move. Yeah. It was like we never expected to be living on the West Coast. We both really? grew up on the East Coast. Like, never would have considered California. Wow. I think when the there was, like, a company that kind of does headhunting for churches mm. that contacted him. And I remember distinctly him calling me at home and going, so-and-so called me. It, they're looking for a church. You know, it's a church in Lodi, Calif- Lodi California. Lodi? Is what he called it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and he was like, what do you, what do you think? And I just laughed because I said, there's literally no way we are moving our family. I had three kids under five all the way to California. I was like, sure, go ahead. Give them your resume. Right. And like two months later, we were packing up the house and driving across. Oh my God. Okay. So tell me how. How did you go from absolutely never happening to we're packing up and we're going? What was that process like? Uh, I just, we always live like really open-handed before God. Yeah. You know, like our whole lives, we've just been like, wherever you send us, we'll go. Yeah. And we just knew, we they flew us out here to interview. And, oh, wow. You know, we drove all through Lodi and Stockton. And yeah. We, we were on the campus and met the people and I just remember driving down Lower Sacramento Road yeah. and just just sensing the call, oh, you know, just sensing so like cool. there was such a connection to the to the area that we'd never had before. Yeah. And so to go, man, we get to invest in people, do ministry, do life in a beautiful place. 
but like feel really called to the area mm. and really called to impact the community. Yeah. Um, and and you guys it have takes that, like it takes that sometimes. Yeah. It's not enough to just be like, well, we're going to work at a church. And right. Get a paycheck. Like yeah. it's so, it's so much more than that. Yeah, it is. Um, and so, yeah, we just kind of, we kind of knew. Was it a culture shock? Uh, no, we like to, I tell people that, where we live is because everybody our family our friends back home we have family and friends all over the the country yeah we've spent time in the midwest we lived in the northeast and everybody when they hear like california they just they're like oh my gosh what's it like living out there it must be so hard you know because they just see the news right and just the extreme right you know craziness that is california sometimes that's so so funny um I tell our friends and family, it feels like we live in the Midwest of California. Okay. Like, yeah. if anything, the Valley just feels a little more, I don't know, conservative yeah. in terms of the state in and of yeah. itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I don't, I, I like it here. I like it because you can go to Yosemite, you can go to like yeah. the mountains, you can go hiking, you can go to the beach, and it's all really short distance yeah. to drive there. You can't beat that. Yeah. No, you, can't you really can't. do that anywhere else. No, no. And you know, it's funny you talk about you guys feeling like you were called here, because you guys have made a, a big impact on the community. And when you walk into Bear Creek Church, you feel, you mm. feel it. You feel the Holy Spirit, and you feel... Like God is really with you and present there. I love the altar calls. I love being called up. Everybody goes up to pray for you. Mm-hmm. If somebody hasn't been to Bear Creek, I love that. Too. That's one of my favorite things. And I'm pretty shy about things like that, but I have gone up there and bawled my eyes out and let people Aww. pray over me because I feel comfortable enough to do it. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. And the worship's fire. Like the worship <laughs> is so good. I tell people that all the time. It's so good. I don't know anybody's names up there, but they're all really good. And your husband's great at getting the message through mm-hmm. in a way that is like a hundred percent the Bible, but it feels very modern and real to what we're going through today. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I really appreciate that. Thanks. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why we're like, we always say every Sunday we're a Bible believing church. I love that. Because you do go to some churches and they're not teaching the Bible. They're not. No. And it's like this positive, you know. Yeah. It's like life. It's weird. Life self-help with there we some go. scripture verses mm-hmm. attached to it which there's a time and a place for mm-hmm. but in terms of like gathering with the body of believers on a sunday morning for the purpose of worship and teaching right um you should be teaching the bible yeah right you know right so, and then and then bringing life application to it yeah um so we're and that's why like he's very passionate about that make oh, sure that shows. anybody else in the pulpit is doing that mm-hmm. you know um, cause really at the end of the day, like there's such a war on truth and what's right and wrong and up yeah. and down. And like, if you don't know the Bible mm-hmm. and you don't use the Bible as a guide, it's really easy to get off track. Yeah. And it's really easy it to is. get confused. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't really know where your truth lies at that point. Yeah. I feel like that's really difficult. How, um, is it challenging being a pastor's wife? real real answer yes yeah (laughs) sure yeah yeah it's got its ups and downs yeah I'm assuming there's like expectation there that's probably hard to live up to yeah I think they call it 
they call it like life in the fishbowl because um everybody's watching you yeah you know um which is really awkward yeah sometimes particularly Mm -hmm. when like people feel like they know you Mm -hmm. but you don't necessarily know them yeah or people will judge or form opinions just based on what they see a couple hours a week on a Sunday yeah, morning. That's really you know? challenging. <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah. uh, I have a life, like Monday through Saturday. <laughs> I know. Huh? I am a full, like, well-rounded person. I'm a human being. Aside from, like, my husband's job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but I don't fault people for that. Like, it no, just right. is what it is. It comes with the territory. Um, but certainly, that there, I think... I'm, I'm part of like all these pastors wise Facebook groups. Yeah. That must be juicy. And it's so juicy. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so juicy, but it's so sad to me. Like really? I actually had to stop following some of them oh. because it's just all these women that are so hurt mm. by people in the church. church you know? hurt. Like church hurt is yeah. so real, but yeah. it's really real for people who are in leadership in the church yeah yeah you know they're some of the most hurt people of course out there Mm -hmm. um and yet we're called to like keep loving Mm -hmm. keep serving keep forgiving yeah you know um and so there are moments where it feels really hard right but it's also a huge privilege right how do you think, you know, for not just pastors, pastors' wives and their kids, but other leaders in the church, how do you navigate having your own personal life? Like, what do you guys do to recharge? We're really, we learned it the hard way because mm-hmm. I think both of us have had seasons of burnout, yeah. particularly in the last couple of years with COVID and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, but we really protect our Sabbath. Like we, Fridays is our day off. And so we literally do not do, we do not schedule anything on Fridays. Oh, that's so awesome. Like even, even just like fun stuff with people that we would want to do, Mm -hmm. we still say no because we know that if we don't get that mental and emotional and spiritual rest, we are no good to anybody the rest of the week. That's really awesome. And so it's, you know. For me, that looks like getting outside, mm-hmm. taking walks. You know, that's when I pray. Yeah. Is when I'm, like, outside in nature and fresh air and, you know, there's no distraction. I don't have a phone in my hand. Right. Um, so doing that and then probably once a quarter we try to give each other the opportunity to get away for, like, a night or two alone. That's beautiful. And so. That's such a gift to your spouse. It really is. You know, it really is. There are seasons (laughs) that it's really hard to do. Like, we couldn't do that when the kids were really little. Right. Um, That was a lot Mm -hmm. to ask of one another. But now that they're older, they're a lot more self-sufficient. Yeah. It's like, yeah, go away for two nights. Like, he'll go camp, you know. It's like my dream. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) It really is, though. Yeah, I don't think people get that unless they maybe have the pressure and, and the children and all the things, it's not that you want to run away from your family or anything like that. But for me, I know I thrive on the same thing, being outdoors and in nature and going for my walks and my alone time. But the longer I'm alone, the more I start to feel in tune with myself again and be able to kind of find myself again. Yeah. Yeah. And I get this, I don't know if you're like this, but I can tell 
every couple months, I just like feel it in my spirit. Oh, where I'm yeah. just like, oh, I need some time with the Lord. Yes. Oh, I like, I need Jesus. I just need Jesus. Yeah. And like, I can't get it the way I need it at home because yeah. everybody needs me. Yes. Or at church. Like, I'm not, I'm not getting fed necessarily right. at church because yes. I'm doing the pouring out. Right. So I have to be responsible for the pouring in. Yes. And if yes. I don't make that time, it's just not going to happen. And there's nobody to blame but myself. Yeah. A hundred percent. How did you guys get to that conclusion of giving each other kind of that, that time off and that time away? Uh, I mean, just a lot of failure and like trial and error. <laughs> I don't mean to <laughs> laugh, know? but it's just, well, it is, I mean, it's that's so true. It's so true, it's right? so true. Just, um, yeah, I think he, he's an introvert and I'm an introvert yeah. in some ways, not yeah. as much. Um, so we just started to recognize, like, if we're going to, if we're going to do this for the long haul, Mm -hmm. if we're going to be healthy for the long haul, this is something that benefits us. And so let's figure out ways either financially, calendar wise, Mm -hmm. support, you know, for each other, let's figure out how to make this happen for each other. And so now when we get to do it, it's never, we're never making each other feel guilty right. about being gone. Absolutely not. We're like, yes, you're a go, team. Get away. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I love that. Well, let's touch on marriage then while we're talking about this. Yeah. 20 years. I mean, that's, that's an accomplishment. Yes, 20 it. years, three kids <laughs> and ministry. Mm-hmm. Because I've, I've talked to so obviously so many people in ministry and leadership and especially when both of you are in it. Yeah. That's challenging. That's really challenging. Mm-hmm. So what, how did you guys meet and how did, like, how have you navigated all of that? I think we met in college, um, fell in love really fast yeah, and got married really early because mm. we were, you know, trying to do things God's way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're like, let's get the show on the road. Yeah, I can relate. <laughs> um, and so I think, I think it was a real gift even though it was hard to get yeah. married really young because yeah. we've gotten to grow up together. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so, um, we were talking earlier, like the longer you're married, the more kind of iterations you go through as yes. a person. Yes. And so there are these seasons where you keep having to relearn your spouse mm-hmm. and relearn how to do life together mm-hmm. because now you're different people. <laughs> yeah. You totally you know? change. And so I think like we've just learned over the years, just a ton of grace for yeah. one another and giving each other space to change and, um, just, just like not giving up to be honest. Like, that's my best advice yes. to anybody. I, it's I just agree. like put on that spirit of perseverance Yes, and go divorce is not an option. Yep. It's not even a conversation. It's not on the table. Yep. It's not a word that we use. I agree 100%. So we're in it for the long haul. Let's figure out how to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. And we just, we have conversations when we need to have them. We're still learning how to be honest with one another. Yeah. You know, like we, we know that we don't have everything figured out. We're not perfect. Yeah. But, um, I think, I think we've made it because we both love the Lord first. Yeah. And we let that inform our relationship. And so anytime, like anytime I'm screwing up and being stupid Mm -hmm. or he's screwing up and being stupid at the end of the day, we both kind of know, like, you're still going to be here. You still got my back. Yes. We're going to get through this. We're going to figure it out. Right. 
we're gonna forgive one another even yeah. though I kind of hate your face right now right. you know um and like I don't know there's just a lot of security and hope in that yeah I agree with that I, I feel like people really throw in the towel over stupid very stuff. yeah stupid small stuff and then I kind of wonder well maybe you got married for the wrong reasons or maybe you you were you were too young or I don't really know what people's mm-hmm. excuses are but Bobby and I got married at 22 and I agree it, it was actually a benefit to grow up together mm-hmm. because it created a bond within us that's so tight and so strong that's my best friend yeah you know and I don't know if you feel that way with Paul like totally. that's right and, and yeah. that's how it should be that should be your your first person at all times but it took me a lot of years to understand that because when we have been in spaces with ministry leadership or working or babies or it's so easy to get disconnected mm-hmm. and and I know that's been a struggle for me where I, I can easily lose sight of like, well, oh no, well, my husband, like that's, that has to come first. Right. That's very hard. It's really hard. Yeah, it is. Especially if they're struggling with their own stuff. I know for me, if, if in the past, if Bobby has seemed kind of like distant and sad, depressed, it's kind of like, well, I'll just leave you alone to deal with that. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I don't really know how to like <laughs> get in the trenches with you and, and help yeah. you through this. Right. And then if you don't know yourself, what you need then it's kind of a mess. Totally. So our 20s was like that, where yeah. it was like, well, I don't know like what to do, so I'm going to do my thing, and you kind of figure out your thing, and then we'll somehow we'll, we'll get back together. I don't mm-hmm. know. And young kids, I think young kids and babies is probably the toughest season. Totally. Right? Totally Would you agree, agree now that your yes. kids are older? Yes. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And I think, like, I'm constantly using this phrase of, like, let's get on the same page. <laughs> let's make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, he's probably like, what does that mean? Um, but to me, it's like, if we feel like, if I feel like we're a team, I feel like we can accomplish anything. Yes. You know? And so when you are disconnected, like you said, it's like, I don't know how to help you. Or no I don't know how to communicate what I need because I don't know what I'm going through right now. Yeah. That's, that's really hard for me. Yeah. When I feel that disconnection. But I always feel like the Lord, anytime I feel overwhelmed right and in our marriage and I take it to the Lord Mm -hmm. he either always either gives me direction Mm -hmm. or insight right or patience (laughs) (laughs) which is usually what I need (laughs) same Um, or I feel like not praying at Paul but like just praying for him and Mm. for our relationship without a doubt like nine times out of ten the next day he'll either come back to me yep. or there'll be restoration to be found or there'll be understanding to be found. And yes. I'm always like, God, look what you did. Right. I know. Like, look at you. I know. And I don't know why I'm surprised. I know, huh? It's so funny. <laughs> but, yeah. Cause that's like, well, I think that people forget that God is for marriage. He's for your marriage. He wants your marriage to succeed. Yeah. And I truly don't think there's anything that you can't overcome in marriage. That's just my belief. And I don't know, this society, the way that they treat marriage and, and relationships is so, um, so far gone Mm -hmm. that I can't even believe, I don't even know if marriage will be a thing a couple of generations from now. Bobby is always upset when I say that. And he's like, well, of course it'll be like, everybody wants their person. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Do you see what's going on out there? Yeah. You know, that's true. And so I try to, me and Bobby try to speak out about our struggles because we've had horrible struggles and we've overcome them Mm -hmm. and we truly believe like god blessed us with a miracle in our marriage 
because we were at a point where nothing was gonna like nothing was getting through to each other wow and everything was really bad and I really feel like in our marriage when things got to a really bad place I audibly heard only time I ever heard God talk he told me I prepared you for this Mm. and I really felt that in my heart and I felt like in, in my marriage specifically I always feel like God's there He's always, but I've, we've allowed him in. Right. I think that's what people forget. We have a a season of our life where we have shunned him and everything fell apart. Sure. But when we invited him back in. Right. He did a miracle. And I think people miss that. And I, and I guess I wish married people had more hope. Mm -hmm. They think that, oh, you know, right now I'm not in love. I'm not in love with my spouse. That's going to happen. Yeah. Your feelings aren't really what matter in some seasons. In some seasons, I don't know what's going on in your life, but maybe you do have young kids and you're not sleeping and you're working and Mm -hmm. you're feeling disconnected and you can assume that that's, oh, we're not in love anymore. But that's so dramatic. Well, and it's, it can be Mm short-sighted because now you're putting your feelings over the foundation. Mm. Right. And, and I think, um, I think it's easy to fall into that in hard seasons. Right. And yet that's why I think I forget what verse it is, but it's like a, a three stranded cord is not easily broken. Mm, yes. And it's like, no, that's, that's the perfect example of what a strong marriage should be. It's right. like you, your spouse and the Lord. Yes. It's not two of us. It's right. three of us together yeah. with God at the top, yep. <laughs> with God at the center. Um, but it is, it's, it's hard. Like leading women's ministry at the church, I talked to a lot of ladies who want to have a godly marriage, mm-hmm. but yet like maybe their spouse isn't on the same level as them yeah. Yeah. or their spouse isn't a believer. And so, um, that can be really challenging. That's very challenging. And, and you can't have the same expectations as you would from somebody that's married who both are Christ followers. Yes. And that's, that is very, very difficult. Well, Bobby and I talk about, you know, a lot of times it is, it is one spouse that isn't coming along and that, and that's hard. I mean, I, you can't, it's so hard to offer marriage advice to people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just can't really, it's also, it's not you blanket, laugh. So yeah. it's like, yeah, it's, it's hard when a woman comes to you with a problem in her marriage and it's like, you don't really want to overstep. Cause you don't know his side and mm-hmm. you don't know the whole story. None of us yeah. do. And Bobby and I just did an episode where it was like, well, you got to go like see the marriage therapist at that point. You know, we have, yeah. we've had a, Kevin Brown, you know, yeah. Kevin Brown, that's he's our great. marriage therapist. Yeah. Right. So like, that's who we see and that's, who's going to help us get to a better place. But I just think that the, the outlook on marriage is so negative now and it breaks my heart because mm-hmm. I mean, you agree it's hard. It's challenging, totally hard. but yes. isn't any relationship. Yeah. And isn't the outcome of it, so much more beautiful than, than all the negative things, day-to-day stuff that we're worrying about. Mm-hmm. And Bobby's philosophy, which I'm a little more selfish than he is, but he's like, when I wake up in the morning, I thank God for you and our Aww. marriage and our children. And I ask God, like, what can I do to show up and bless Cassie today? And I'm like, wow. And he That's does so like, that really is how he lives out his life. I don't say that. <laughs> Like, I'm still working on that. It's like, wow, I need to write that down. Yeah, I'm like, um, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, what am I doing for myself today? Yeah. How am I surviving parenthood? Is there coffee? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Am I going to Starbucks at 7 a.m. or 8? Like, come on, you know? So, yeah, yeah that's that's um, that's hard for me. But I do have a question for you because this is something that I get hung up on. Sure. When your relationship with, with your spouse is struggling mm-hmm. and you're – no, vice versa – 
your relationship with God struggles, mm. right? And, and there is the, the three chords you talk about yeah. and how they're bound together. When your faith is struggling, can that negatively impact your marriage when your marriage is rooted like in God? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because anytime, I mean, anytime that you're struggling in your faith, yeah. you're not, you're likely not focused on serving your spouse well. Mm, yeah. Right? That's kind of I what mean, I'm talking about right now. The assumption. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, man, when I am just like running with the Lord and we are so in tune and in step, then I'm a better version of myself for everyone around yeah, me. Yeah. I'm a better wife. I'm a better mom. I'm a better friend. I'm a better yeah. leader. Right. That's true. And so like any relationship around me is going to struggle if my relationship mm. with the Lord is struggling. Right. Yeah. That's true. It applies to everything yeah. in your life. Which is why I think you always have to come back to it's like if one of your relationships is struggling, then I'm going to look at my relationship with the Lord first yeah. yes. to go, let me put my efforts there mm-hmm. and get that right. Right. And nine times out of ten, the other things will fall into place. Right. What do you think? I mean, we talked about like a shift. I've seen a big shift in churches through COVID. Mm-hmm. And you expressed that it's been, it's obviously challenging sure. through COVID and navigating all that. What do you, because you do women's ministry. So mm-hmm. what is um, maybe some advice you can share with women whose faith is in a stumbling stage right now and and they're having a hard time coming back to God Mm -hmm. what are things they can do that's tough um because I it is a hard season for some people to just maybe be excited about church Mm. or to feel like they have a place in a church family or church community I get that Mm -hmm. there's a lot of hurt there's a lot of disconnect that's happened over the last couple of years so I'm I'm really sympathetic to that just people feeling like church is a safe place I appreciate you saying that I think some people don't in leadership sometimes miss that mark yeah you know I get it yeah yeah um nobody's perfect right church is perfect right um why we need Jesus Mm -hmm. um but I would say like I recognize that the if anybody's really looking to go deeper with the Lord, I mean, you can read your Bible when, wherever, yeah, <laughs> whenever. <on your> phone. <laughs> like you can talk to the Lord wherever, whenever. Yeah. Um, but really, to grow, you need to be around other people that are hungry for the Lord as well. That's true. And you need to be around other people that are growing. Right. And so, like, there's something to be said for being in community and being in Christian community. Um, Now, that looks different for people. Some people come on a Sunday morning and serve, and that's great, and that fills their cup, and they're learning, and they're growing that way. Other people need to, like, be in a Bible study in somebody's house. Yes. You know, and, like, ease back into it. Yes. Um, Some people need to watch online for a couple months. and like, And there are seasons for that. Yes. But I would say at the end of the day, like, if you're if you're thinking that your faith is going to grow without being in community <laughs> with other believers, right. I think you're fooling yourself. Yeah, I do too. I agree. I don't think it's I don't think it's possible. I mean, I know when I'm not going to church and I'm not showing up for things regularly, I slip right back into old ways. Mm-hmm. You have to hold your you have to hold yourself accountable. Right. You do. 
and be and be in a place where you're willing to let others hold you accountable. Yeah, and that's a humbling that's experience. The hard part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's the really hard part. Yeah, yeah. But you see that in the New Testament church. Mm-hmm. You see that. I mean, there's this like we share everything. Yeah, we give everything. You know, we're sitting around tables sharing meals. We're sh- you know we're yeah. sharing our possessions. Like you have to really be in a humble. Yeah. place you do to trust other people like that mm-hmm. um and not everybody like not everybody's ready to do that no and i don't i don't blame people for that either like you said it's like i think people have a lot of trust issues nowadays it, mm-hmm. you're, it's hard to go into a church and find a community and feel you have to trust them to a certain extent right yeah. and and that's challenging and just trust takes time it does like there was a there's a phrase we used in youth ministry let me see if i can remember it it's um Ministry flows out of relationships, and relationships take time. Mm. So you can't just expect to, like, flip a switch yeah. and all of a sudden be a new person or right. feel like you've just really helped somebody through ministry or right. leadership role or whatever. Um, it's like, no, it's, we're, we're playing the long game yeah. here. Yeah. And that just takes time. Exactly. You guys have seen the the church grow a lot, though, mm-hmm. especially recently. Yeah. Like, that's the buzz out there is Bear Creek Church. It really is. I'm, I'm serious. It is. Yeah. And it's Girl. awesome. It's It's been really humbling. I, I said this to somebody yesterday. Like, it's been really humbling to be part of what God's doing, even just this last year. Yeah. You know, there was a lot to come out of COVID and come yeah. out of a, like, leadership transition. Right. Um, and just see a lot of people leave Mm -hmm. for good and bad reasons you know like um just just but we felt like we were church planting and established church right after covid right (laughs) right. super weird yeah um well you had to kind of rebuild yeah yeah and yet um just seen the Lord do it yeah and so it is really exciting to feel like there's momentum and not just like numerical momentum because that's not what it's about but the Lord is bringing people oh yeah bringing people who are hungry he's bringing people who are ready to pray Mm. you know like we've gotten to baptize over a hundred people this year yeah that's wild which is wild that is that is and it's not it's not like we're on some hype train. Right. You know, and it's not like we're baptizing people that are like, I just, I'm excited and I want to get baptized again. Like these are people that are sharing their testimonies every single month. Yeah. And it's like, where did you come from? (laughs) Who are all these people? Like somebody showed up on a Tuesday night when we were having a leadership meeting and this lady showed up from like, just walked onto campus and was like, I just need to get baptized right now. Is anybody here that can baptize me? Oh my gosh. And so one of the ladies from my team, like was like, sure. Got in with her clothes on, baptized her, prayed for her. Like you Uh, can't make this stuff up. Oh, it gives me chills. You know? And so to feel like you get to be part of that. Oh, I um, love that. Is really exciting. That's so cool. That's really amazing. What events do you have coming up? I shared some online. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, I'm excited about, we're, we're doing an event called Anchored. It's yeah. our annual girls night out on Friday, October 20th. And um, girls night out has a special place in my heart because, you know, we get together as women and we have worship. We, you know, do some teaching, but we really give ladies an opportunity to spend an hour like 
just like we talked about in community yeah like sitting down at a table you're kind of a little forced out of your comfort zone <laughs> to maybe like have conversations yeah. with, with somebody new um but there's so much fruit that comes out of it because so many ladies are lonely oh yeah they're looking for community but they mm-hmm. don't know how to find it right and so it's a great opportunity to go let's let's just sit down for an hour meet some new people talk about the lord and see what grows from that and so um i'm excited about that that is so awesome i'm gonna be there i'm excited yeah i went to the last one where your friend from college Mm -hmm. talked right was that girls night out or was that a different um no that was that was one night one night yes that was awesome yes yeah that was really cool that was really looking forward to that and then you are going to be a speaker for my friend Stephanie's um, set apart ministry, yeah. right? And that's going to be at Bear Creek. Yeah, that's December first. December first. Yeah, yeah. Well, do you know what the topic's going to be? I don't yet. You don't? No. Okay. Okay. I was actually praying about that this week because um, it is kind of Christmas. Season. Yeah, it kind of hits you at a weird season, a we- right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I was thinking about it this week. I was like, hmm, should we talk about something Christmas related, or yeah. you know, just asking the Lord like what He would he would want me to share. So I've got a couple things in mind. Um, That's so awesome. But I don't know yet. So have you always been a speaker, like able to speak and felt comfortable on stage and, or is this newer for you? Cause you're very well-spoken on stage. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, it's newer for me. Is it? Yeah. Like probably in the last few years, but I, you know, I would, I would always call myself a communicator. Like that was my major in college yeah you know um took public speaking classes and stuff like that but i would would never scare me i would never just like walk around and be like i'm a speaker right right (laughs) you know um but i think there's just there is a burning in my heart to teach and to preach Mm. and so anytime i get that opportunity i take it very seriously i love that um and so i want i want to keep growing in that craft yeah um so that I can share the word with people. Um, But this is kind of a cool story, and I think it speaks to just how the Lord uses different seasons of our life to prepare us for the next one. Mm -hmm. Because when my kids were little, I I think they were all, like, under five, I felt really directionless. Yeah, you know, Paul was out like doing the pastor thing, right? And I was really just home, very much behind the scenes, oh. making sure everybody was alive. So hard. And, yeah, we didn't see him a lot, and it felt very isolating. We had just mm. moved to a new place, and I didn't know anybody. And so my only outlet was I would take them to the gym, where they had childcare oh, yeah. as part of my membership. Yeah, and so the max amount of time that your kids can be in the, <laughs> in the child care was two hours a day. So I was in the best shape of my life oh, because girl. I was at the gym oh. two hours every day. <laughs> Cause that was my only break. Oh. I didn't have family around, you Poor know? Thing. So some days like I would just walk on that treadmill like for an hour, yeah. you know, just cause it was my, it was my only time yeah. to myself. And I started getting connected with some ladies there. I found community at the gym. And then I saw that there was a need to, they needed more teachers for this fitness class that I really loved. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to get certified. I'm going to learn how to teach this class so I can keep, you know, being in the gym, meeting more people. Like, and so 
it became this thing though where I never would have pictured myself being a fitness instructor. Right. But I was learning how to public speak for an hour at a time to strangers to provide direction and leadership to a room, mm. to be able to connect with people from a lot of different backgrounds, right? And to to think on my feet. Right. And so now I look back and I go, oh my word, God was preparing God's me. God's preparation. <laughs> you know, so yeah. that now I can walk on a stage with a lot of comfort and a lot of confidence because I was, I did it and practiced it but you would have had no idea that this would be your future right yeah isn't that a trip Mm -hmm. that's so cool I really love that story well I just love how like so many women can relate to that like (laughs) yeah literally go I mean going to the gym and being like okay here's the kids and (laughs) I'm gonna sit in the bathroom and cry if I need to or take a shower well I took yes that's where I showered isn't that crazy yes yeah but it's real life it is it is real life that's so funny um, I love it. That's so cool. Um, let's see. I love also how, so I do a questionnaire for everybody that comes on the podcast and you talk about how your faith struggles the same as anybody else's would. Mm-hmm. What does that look like for you? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, I think being, being a church leader and being married to a pastor, you, there's just a stigma of yeah. like, you have to uphold a certain reputation right Mm -hmm. or standard or people look are looking to you and you can never have a bad day or you know you must you just must always be singing around the table with your children and they just must be perfect and you guys just must like go to bed you know reading the bible together every night and that's just not real life yeah um and so I think over the years the older I get the longer I, you know, walk with the Lord, the mm-hmm. more mature I get, the more I'm, I'm really comfortable now saying like, no, I'm human too. Mm. Um, and being honest enough, you know, to go, no, I'm having a bad day. Yeah. I, I actually need your prayers. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm getting more and more comfortable at, even at church in our community of going, man, Paul and I are getting along this week. Would you pray for us, you know, or good for you, you know, and, and typically that's not something that I think most, most people would be willing to share. No, they wouldn't Um, be that vulnerable. And and not that I'm going to share all of our, all of our stuff. Absolutely not. Like that's not for everyone. Right. Um, but I think it's just important to, to be relatable and to be human and, and to be authentic because that's what people can connect with. Oh yeah. Um, and so there are seasons where man, I am dialed in with the Lord. I'm in his word every day. I am hearing from him. I'm being led by his Holy Spirit. And then there are dry seasons too. Yeah. Like really dry seasons where you're like, Lord, where are you? Mm. Where, and, and like, I've, I've probably been in one of those this year where it's like this longing of, what it used to be like, mm. God, where, where's your voice? Right. Like, like we used to have it, Yeah, you know, like I want to hear you like I used to. Yeah. Um, but the longer you walk with the Lord, the more you go, that's part of serving God. It is. That's part of our Christian walk. Yeah. You cannot always be in harvest season. Right. 
you cannot always be on the mountaintop. It right. doesn't work like that. It's so fun up there and it's safe. It's so awesome. <laughs> the fireworks show is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yet, like, learning that part of the Christian walk is just being faithful, yeah. no matter how it feels. And I'm, I'm finding a lot of, like, joy and fulfillment in that. That's awesome. And I think, like, that, that would be probably my encouragement to anybody who's going, Man, I'm struggling with my faith. She looks like she's got it all together. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny you know? when you think that these people have it all together and they're, they're so Nobody not. Does. None of us. Nobody I know. Does. I know. Nobody does. And I, know. I think, like, that's, that's where I'm just growing the older yeah. I get is to go just because my relationship with the Lord looks different in this season doesn't mean it's less than yes or um recognizing that maybe my energy is going to a different thing yeah or a different place right and that's okay yeah um as long as I'm staying faithful and pursuing him right I love that that's Mm -hmm. awesome I know I think dry spells me and Bobby get frustrated in those times sure and it's like where are you God like you know you start getting really upset and Mm -hmm. you're like man, like just last year at this time, I felt like we were connected and things were going well and you were giving us all these things freely and easily. <laughs> and like now we have to work really hard to get just an inch, yeah. you know, but it really is. I mean, that's just life in general. Mm-hmm. That's relationships in general. That that's just, that's just what it is. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not serving the Lord for what he gives me. Exactly. I'm not serving the yeah. Lord for like what I feel. Right. Or what I get. Right. Um, I, I should be faithful no matter what, no matter what. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's very, very similar to your marriage, right? Where you exactly. have dry spells and yeah. you're, you're hanging on because that's what you do. You're in it for the long haul. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And the season that. isn't going to last forever. Exactly. And it never does. And, that, and that's a good thing that always gives me reassurance. Like this hard time is going to pass right. and things are going to be okay. And, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice going into holiday season? <laughs> which which holiday oh the last quarter of the year oh my gosh it always kicks off on october 1st for us because that's addie's birthday yeah and then amelia's is the 13th and then my dad's is the 15th and then we have halloween and then we have our anniversary and it's like the last quarter is crazy but it, where do you like it do you really is um i have to say a couple of years ago yeah i found myself completely burnt out at the end of a december really yeah and I, I remember being like, okay, we're not going to do this again. Mm. And so since then, I've actually just been really intentional to say no yeah. to anything that I don't have to be at. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm at with yeah. our family. It's like, no, that's a no. And then yeah. I don't have to explain why it's no. It's just no. Yeah. No. Like, like kid the, birthday parties. You get no. all the inv- <laughs> Yeah. Like all the invitations, all the parties. Yeah. It's like, you really have to be intentional about what you say yes to. Yes. And then um, also making sure that I'm not doing stuff for the kids or the family based on expectation of the season. Right. Right. Or like comparison. Right. But just simply because I want to. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> um, so where, what are your church services on Sundays? What's the times? So we have two services on Sunday mornings at Bear Creek right now. It's okay. at 8.30 and 10.30. Okay. And right now we have next-gen programs, so that's like babies through eighth grade. Oh, yeah. During the 10.30 service. Awesome. We're hoping to bring them back for the 8.30 service very soon. Awesome. But not yet. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. 
I appreciate it so much. Thank you for coming on and sharing. I love talking with you today. Thanks for having me. All right, girl.